Some would say that today, February 8th, was a monumental day in American history, both legally, politically, constitutionally, whatever you want to frame it as. So the first thing I did this morning, I woke up, laying in bed, and at 9 o'clock was the oral argument for Trump's Colorado Supreme Court decision, the one that basically barred him from being on the ballot this November. They, I think they ruled on it, like, what, a month and a half, two months ago at this point? Right Something when like I left that. for break. Yeah. yeah. And it finally got up to the Supreme Court because Donnie has, like, exclusive access, obviously. And it got up to the Supreme Court, and they made the oral arguments today. And the thing that I learned about oral arguments, specifically in my class last semester, about, like, Supreme Court, state Supreme Court, the whole shebang, institution as a whole, is that oral argument is fairly boring and fairly worthless. Like, most of the time, the justices, like, have their minds set up beforehand. Like, obviously, they know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And they pretty much only use it to, like, see what their colleagues are thinking about, kind of ask questions. Not they, they ask questions not to, like, get clear interpretations of the, like, of the case, but basically to see how their colleagues respond to it. And there is, like, scholarly research basically both ways saying that sometimes oral argument can make a difference, sometimes it can't. And it depends, like, higher quality can make a difference. But, like, the biggest thing that people think of, it's not like a trial. Good oral argument is not like someone getting up and doing, like, an Atticus Finch, like, big, yeah. like, emotional spiel, right? And today I was listening to both of them. The defense lawyer started, like, for, for Trump first, and I thought he was doing a phenomenally terrible job. Like, was not arguing against the case at all. It was basically saying, like, oh, this will be really bad, and, like, it was only meant for the Civil War, and, like, it'll never happen again, and, like, it was an insurrection, and blah, blah. He actually did concede at one point that Trump did do an insurrection on accident, which was kind of funny. Like, I think Amy Covid Barrett had to, like, bail him out and be like, wait, you, you said he did an insurrection? Like, no, 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 I didn't. I didn't mean that. That's like, have you seen the clip of the girl talking? It's like some APAC thing, and she's like, do not use that genocide to justify this one. And they all start laughing, and she's like, <laughs> yeah, she does the ultimate Freudian slip. Yeah, in, the in, Freudian a, in a country full of crazy. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, all right, but maybe this maybe this case will have a chance. Like cuz obviously it's going to get struck down. 6-3 supermajority of like hogs, especially with yeah. three people that he personally appointed refusing to recuse themselves, which is like sidebar. How can you ever argue to me that you're going to be impartial to the guy that gave you like the most important job for your yeah. entire life? They didn't recuse themselves, so it was a full court hearing. Chances of that all these cases being thrown out at the Supreme Court are pretty high. This one specifically has been like thrown out in other Supreme Courts, but it made it. But, oh, he's reaching for a snack. Nick like Nick's is reaching. <laughs> yeah, I love I love the hiding place under your bed though. It's it's a good spot. Look, it's a great spot. Let me tell you. Yeah. Like it wouldn't really be. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but it wouldn't really be the podcast if I didn't have at least yeah, a Nick's couple Starburst snacking on something. He's always snacked up. Some would say, dude triple snacked up anyways and it got to the arguing for the colorado case like for like keeping him off the ballot now when i say someone did bad they did bad when i'm talking about this guy he did really really bad like i could have argued better than this guy did like i don't know if they weren't prepared i don't know if they were just relying on somehow them being anti-trump despite the 6-3 majority he went up there and the very first question clarence thomas asked him he's like well, has this ever been used before on a federal office? And he was like, well, contextually speaking, blah, blah, blah. He's like, has this ever been used in a federal office? Like, he just keeps pressing it. And he's like, eventually says, no, it hasn't. This would be like a first setting thing. And it's like, he's like, so you're asking me to like basically use this to do the first? He's like, well, kind of. And he just went further and further off the rails. And it, 
Yeah, what I write that. Basically, it even got to like the very end with like Katanji Brown Jackson, obviously a liberal appointed justice from Brandon. It gets to her, even with Atlanta Kagan being like, dude, what are you doing up here? You're you're making this case like we're gonna have to vote against this now. Like we were gonna come in here and be like the the standing principle of justice, and now I have to vote against it. And like every outlet from the Washington Post, New York Times, all of them have been basically talking all day. Like it was like a maybe this morning, and now it's an almost definitely not going to happen now. I don't know. The, the true yeah. argument of be a good lawyer. I uh I don't know, argue with it well. Um, I I still even know like. 100% what my opinion is on keeping him off the ballot. It just, anytime you're keeping somebody off the ballot, just feels inherently undemocratic, regardless. I mean, obviously, if they're like a member of the Confederacy, it's different, but it Trump's pushing that, but. I think unless you've been convicted of a felony, there is absolutely no reason you yeah. should be. Like, like, Trump hasn't been convicted of treason, so how can you keep him off the ballot? He hasn't been determined to be a traitor. Right. Counterpoint. Well, yeah. It would Go be ahead. really funny. <laughs> he's got a point he's got a point they should argue they should have got up there and been like your honor it's gonna be funny for, it would have been nine out off the ballot it's over it's over bar. we're ruling right now give me my gavel <laughs> look that, it, that's speaking of the states that don't allow you to write in candidates also kind of blow my mind yeah, like you can only vote for the people on the ballot convenient yeah it is, it's strange for sure or the yeah. fact that you have to like spend Obviously, this is like a whole campaign finance thing in general, but like you have to spend so much money even just to get on the ballot in the first place. Like you have to like yeah, get out there, crazy. get the signatures, and it's just so much money even to file. It is such an anti-poor system that we have in governance. It's insane. Like baked into the foundation of the country. Jumping uh, back to Donnie real quick. I saw an Instagram post because my Instagram feed's still broken. <laughs> still just full saw, of APAC and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, there's like once a once a day APAC ad. And they're usually talking about Brandon, which is hilarious. Yeah, as if um, he hasn't doing everything he possibly can to yeah. support no, the they're Jason, pro, the they're super pro Brandon. APAC super pro Brandon. Why wouldn't they be? Yeah. He's going even further than Trump. But it was uh it was some like conservative like was in the title of it. New Hampshire judge rules Trump doesn't have immunity and the witch hunt. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like like they're like what like help restore rule of law and I'm like, but rule of law means we're all equal under the law, not this guy gets immunity. <laughs> like what do you mean? <laughs> and yeah. that's what's actually gonna be interesting too is because over the weekend, uh, Trump's like whole argument for like basically every case he's been tried with, especially the J6 one and the documents one, well, more so the J6 one, is that when your president's in office, they can do whatever they want. They're completely immune. They have to have presidential immunity or everyone will come after me kind of thing. The only way you could do anything is if they're impeached and convicted in the Senate. And he appealed to it. He, like the first judge said, no, that's ridiculous. Then it went to the court and like the appeals court said, yes, he has till Monday to appeal to the Supreme Court, which he hasn't done yet, which is actually crazy from winding up the clock. And then they'll most likely hear the argument at the end of this month, if not the beginning of March. And yep. that also could set up set a thing. Like if he goes up there and that is a case, like truly, if they say the president is immune, whatever, you I'm going to you want. dark branded. 100%. I'm just going to go shoot the man. Like, what, what are you going to do to me? Come on. Come after me. <laughs> he just set up a view. Go, go, <laughs> come on. Let's do it here. <laughs> that would set a really weird precedent. It's like, well, here, it's give like, me your gun real quick. You yeah. say, well, they say the only way to convict somebody is if basically saying that like, like, a, like a state court or whatever, even a federal court can't convict them. It has to be like the Congress, like a senatorial, a congressional thing to like impeach him. And remove him and then, like, convict him of a crime, but it's like... Which is not... such a wild thing, yeah. because, like... Which, like, while you're in who... office to remove you from office, that's fine. But, like, these guys aren't... F like, some of them are lawyers, but they're not judges. Like, they have no... F 
exactly. That's that's why Senate hearings and other reason just blow my fucking yeah, heads off. Yeah, it's so like, stupid. Like with the Mr. Uh, Zuckerberger and uh, you want to apologize and the Chinese TikTok guy. Yeah, it's just what? Who gave you the? Why do you have the authority to have the, this hearing? Because on a something bunch of that illiterate rednecks in Arkansas voted for him. <laughs> they, yeah, these yeah. bravest and brightest. <laughs> What the hell was his name? Tom Tom something? Tom, Tom Cotton. Tom yeah. Cotton, who spent seven, genera- who spent seven generations on, on the same Arkansas farm. Yeah, exactly. I wonder, I wonder what they were doing. Uh, I wonder what they were doing with that cotton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you guys... For, for, for say, did, did you guys hear that Nikki Haley lost to none of the above? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. She lost to none of the above. <laughs> In that should Nevada be an option primary. on every single ballot. It really should be. It would win every single time because no one because wants to They don't to allow the rights. They don't yeah, allow exactly. the right in, so they did none of the above. Mike Pence also in that same I saw got that. eleven percent of the vote. He dropped out like in like October, didn't he? He dropped out the day before. Uh, I remember this. He dropped out the day before Kissinger died. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't in the debates. That's for sure. He, he was in the first three. The he was in the first three. He did his last one was when he tried to do his uh, stand-up comedy hour, and none of the jokes landed even a slight bit. Joe Biden shouldn't be on a picket line. He should be on the unemployment line. And he sounded so cool. <laughs> he sounded so good. Nobody but, will ever be Doug. Okay. No justice no. for Doug. Doug will be the VP, he, and then Trump will die, and we will have Bergamania in this country, yep. baby. This is like what they thought Kamala and Biden were doing is actually going to be Doug and Donnie. Telling jokes is so hard. Like, I don't think people understand yeah. how like, – I've never done stand-up, and I never will. But, like, being successful in, t- like, actually making people laugh, especially when they're expecting to laugh, yeah. is f- hard as sh- like it's so much so different. part of my day. Yeah, and the fact that some people can do it is bonkers. Like they are really they've got to be really funny people. Yeah. Like it's mm. very different to be like quippy with your friends and like like the three of us if we sit around we'll crack each other up the whole time. But that's like we, see, I did it. <laughs> we also know <laughs> it's how like, to make I each other laugh. Yeah, like like cuz like we're friends too and like we'll yeah. laugh over the stupidest that you wouldn't laugh at if it was a stand-up show. Welcome back to episode 39 of Two Lefties Get It Right, covering all of your best news and otherwise general topics in the political sphere that no one else cares about because why would you? But we're here to inform. You know, I keep getting the the comment in the sense of like, we are their only news, which I feel really, really sad about because like, Please listen to any other news. This Please is get definitely... a much more objective news <laughs> yeah. source than us. Now, state media. <laughs> when it comes to state media, we're pretty good, but like nonpartisan, eh, I don't yeah. know about that. This is the filter of bullshit. Like we are. Sorry. True. I forgot you're censoring the swears now. Filter of of all the bad <laughs> things, right? We we are that for those people, right? We only give them the quality content that yeah, they're looking exactly. for. Yeah. Filter. From farm to table. Uh, podcaster to news outlet, basically. Yeah, I don't know, it's a bad analogy. <laughs> uh, no, I <laughs> but, think it was perfect. Thank you, thank you. On top of another thing that happened today, I'll, I'll kick us off with our first news story of the day. Uh, another thing that happened on top of the Supreme Court stuff was our very own Joseph Robinette Brandon. You guys remember when, over the summer, when Trump got an, indicted for uh, he did having nothing class- wrong. He had classified documents, which is nothing wrong, and then he refused to give them back, also nothing wrong. And then he tried to hide them. Also, nothing wrong. 
and then they indicted but him. But he he didn't know that he didn't know he was allowed to not have them. You know, like he was misled. Except for when he admitted on tape that he was. Yeah, he did nothing right. He did nothing wrong. And they indicted him. It was the perfect <laughs> phone call. And all of that. So that was over the summer. Well, meanwhile, after the whole like Trump like documents raid at Mar-a-Lago last, it was actually August of 2022. After all that, <laughs> after all that shit happened. Brandon was found to have documents along with Mike Pence, but you know, they cooperate with the authorities and said like, please investigate me, do whatever thing you want. Uh, and in January of 2023, Merrick Garland appointed a special prosecutor, actually a couple weeks after he appointed Jack Smith to prosecute Trump. He appointed a special prosecutor to invest, investigate and eventually like to see if there were charges to be found against Biden's uh, maintaining of classified documents, because the difference obviously being he wasn't president, he was vice president or a senator before that. And a year later, almost to the day, actually, they have concluded their investigation. I don't remember the guy's name. As far as I'm aware, he's actually a Republican, like a registered Republican, like attorney general, or not attorney general, uh, special investigator, special counsel. And they came out with this report and said Biden willfully maintained documents, which is illegal, but they're not going to press charges. And he guesses as to why they're not going to press charges. Because uh, they indict Israel. Because <laughs> they think he's going to die before they, uh, they finish the trial. You're not 100% wrong. The reason specifically why is because they really, the special prosecutor believed it would be virtually impossible to get a conviction from a jury due to Biden's compromised and deteriorating mental faculties. His brain is simply too broken and he has too much dementia to get a conviction. Now, has he actually been diagnosed with anything? No. Other than just according to his doctors, he, they'll never say it. According to his doctors, yeah. he is the epitome of an 80-year-old man. That was his last year physical. Uh, the new one is coming up in a couple weeks. And he was the epitome of health for an 80-year-old man. Well, that's but, something. Okay, we, and I'll, I'll read from the special prosecutor's uh, report here. We, also, we have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury, as he did during our interview with him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Based on our direct interactions with and observations of him, he is someone for whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. It will be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him by then a former president well into his 80s a of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. It gets worse. During his interviews with the uh, now president and holder of the nuclear football, Joe Biden uh, went on a little bit of an oopsie. He said, like, this is, again, quote, In his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was actually worse. He did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended. If it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president? And forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began. In 2009, am I still vice president? It got even worse. He did not remember, even with several years, when his son Bo died. And, and his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. Among other things, he mistakenly said he had a real difference of opinion with General Carl Eikenberry, when in fact Eikenberry was an ally whom Biden cited approvingly in his Thanksgiving memo to President Obama. So he forgot a couple of things there. He forgot when he was vice president, when he stopped being vice president, and that when his son, who died of cancer, his mental state is not there. Now, we have been saying this since he got elected in 2021, and obviously the hogs have too. I don't know if you're a liberal establishment guy, how do you possibly defend this and say, like, that's my brave, bold leader right there. Supreme, Supreme so, leader Brandon. He's so cool. He's so cool. There are obviously they talks get of, Kamala like, in. That's why. Yeah, there, that's why there are I, talks I of still Harris. believe. Yeah. yeah, I still believe he was only ever put on the ballot because of name recognition. And they were hoping he'd die. So they get a far more progressive person in there. Well, 
Harris isn't exactly the beacon. I don't, I don't think we can exactly politics. call Kamala Harris progressive <laughs> by any Kamala means. Kamala locked up 1,300 black men over nothing but marijuana charges, Harris. But whatever. It's because they didn't want people Bernie. Think, That's why. People think, yeah, well, it was anti-Bernie. People think Kamala's progressive because she's a woman of color. And that's like the beacon of progressiveness is not, in the liberal mind, is the beacon of like progress is not policy. It's identity politics. Yeah, it's identity politics. Thank yeah. you. Oh, here's another thing I heard. Did you hear that Kennedy is considering taking the Libertarian nomination so that he can I get did. on the ballot in states that don't allow write-in? Good for him. I think he should. Why wouldn't he? I think that he will actually serve as a very counterpoint uh, to both Trump and Biden. Right now, he's, he's pulling equally away from both in the sense. Like, like, we really think like, if there's going to be a third-party yeah. candidate that actually pulls like electoral votes, it will be Robert Kennedy. I don't think he will because he'll never win a majority in the state. But. And again, some states like Minnesota is actually one of them, as far as I'm aware, where you can give partial electors. You don't have to give yeah. your whole slate to certain people. He may pull a couple away from like Nevada or New Mexico. He's only like 16% in Nevada, which is crazy. Yeah, as a like a non-ticket guy. is As a virtual non-entity. Like he's just yeah. a private citizen that happens to have the last name Kennedy. Yeah, it yeah, well, I mean, also... it's, it's all name. but it It could also be skewed because – you got to think the people that participate in all these primaries and all these, you know, things are uber political and usually have very strong opinions about, you know, the same thing that they've liked for their whole lives. And they're usually also very old. Yeah, it's the classic <laughs> bias old of people like pulling people like through like phone calls and stuff is only the people who are really opinionated are going to answer you. Everybody else is just going to hang up on you or not answer it. Right. Well, name me one person under 40 that's going to answer a random number of phone calls. They yeah, would rather exactly. get electrocuted. Unless I'm expecting one. Yeah, exactly. For real. But, but cold and if I answer it, And if I answer it and it's not immediately what I'm expecting it to be, I hang up before they're finished with their spiel. If it's like some like sales pitch, I'm not going to let them go through it. And I'm, if I'm being honest, if I get a cold call about like a candidate, unless it's like saying like, how much do you hate Joe Biden? I'm probably going to I'm probably going to hang up. How much do you do you hate Joe Biden? Can't on a scale of one to ten, a thirteen. That's well, not on the scale of one to ten. He is actively he makes my blood boil in the sense of not only a is he blocking a more progressive or more left leaning candidate as and I write that he is b upholding Trump's Trump era policies on immigration on the, the border wall in general. He's doing the same thing in the Middle East. He's upholding the Jerusalem Accords or he sorry can... the Abraham Accords. You could see how well it worked when he tried to overturn the Trumpy stuff down in Texas. I mean, that was that went swimmingly. Down. He let Abbott yeah. win. He backed down. He's also a racist. He's just, he's just a the, clear established racist throughout his entire career. Like he's not a good not, guy by any means. This is not me going out to bat for Joe Biden by any means. I, I despise the man. The Texas situation is a difficult one. I think backing kind of, down was the right move. Even though it I sets disagree. a really terrible precedent, if you send like the military down there and then the, they still don't back down, like do you start yeah. well, a, that's a like, civil conflict? Your two options are <laughs> deploy the military against citizens of the United States of America or back down or be a baby back bitch. And he chose to be a baby back bitch, which, you know, de-escalation is a good thing most of the time. All of the time. But it's like, I, I would have liked to see him do something other than being like, oh, sorry, D Daddy Greg. I'll, I'll go away now. Like, I'm not saying he had to deploy forces, but you got to do something. Cut their funding. like Call a press conference, go down to Texas, go down to Austin, and then when you get to them, just wheel his ass off the stage. What is he going to do? Stop you? I don't know. Yeah. It'll send a, me send a message. You, you should. I think Biden should have gone to Texas. 
Yes, he I think he Abbott. should have too. Yeah, he's got to be like the bully pulpit is so good. Like if this is fucking California, and they are just like Trump's like I'm closing the border, and California just like mm, no, and just keeps it open anyways. Donnie's gonna fly his ass out there. Yeah, with he's the gonna fuck him. With a drone in tow, and he's going to fight Gavin Newsom. <laughs> just drone strike Sacramento. Here we go, yeah. baby. It's like it's it's my time. It's my time. Get me LA right now. Give me the football. Give me the football. Yeah, exactly. Collateral yeah. damage on a nuclear a nuclear first strike against LA. Get the San Andreas fault. Let's do it. Come on. Because <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. it's a it, it's a battle of two evils: is indecision or poor decision a better a better leader? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So well, I, I, he's either way, but. No one will. I, I. I don't think that anyone will ever truly use the bully pulpit to its extreme. Like the the person that has obviously done it the best was LBJ. Right? He'd stand over you. He'd yeah. be like, "You want to look at my cock? Like, look at me right now. You're going to do what I want to say." <laughs> Famously, had a huge guy. Ga- Famously, one down there. Packet. Yes, and he called it his little John. Like, yeah. what, what are you going to do to that? You're going to say no. He's going to say you're going to vote for this and you're going to like it. But since then, like obviously Nixon was like, "Oh, you, you better you better do what I say, or I'm going to like nuke Vietnam again." I, I don't know. <laughs> But and even since then, Carter, none, none of them. They've none of them have truly used the bully pulpit to the same extent that LBJ has. I think Trump tried, but people would look at Donald Trump and be like, "Dude, you're Donald Trump." Like, what? I feel like <laughs> it's like from the TV getting, show. It's getting incre- like I think increasingly more difficult to use the bully pulpit too, because I think people are realizing more and more how little powers of the president there actually is. That like you as a congressman are not that much. Plus, you as a senator really do not have that much less power than the president. That. And the president, like, calling you out publicly is good for you. Like, that's yeah, media exactly. attention for you. For real. I, I want to talk a little bit about this, uh, the border bill, and then we can get to your story, Griffin. What I mean when I say that, like, Joe Biden makes my blood boil is because, like, he has capitulated to issues that don't really exist in the sense of, like, this immigration package has now been shot down on the floor of the Senate. It didn't pass the cloture vote because after Mitch McConnell absolutely publicly destroyed uh, Chuck Schumer saying, like, we're gonna we're gonna back it, I promise. And then immediately saying like, "What? I never said that. I'm, just, I'm not gonna vote for it." Classic bitch. I've said this before. Republicans are really, really good at politics. They're really, good. really good at playing politics. They love power. They know how to keep power. Especially because like this whole week, their whole strategy was, "All right, now that you've admitted released the bill, you've admitted that you've caved to everything that we wanted, despite calling it bipartisan. It's literally just a Republican immigration bill, just being absolutely evil. Not, not to mention sending you, uh, aid to Israel and Ukraine or everything like that. You've capitulated to everything that we want to do on a made-up issue. You've come out and said, we support it. It's going to be bipartisan. And then you went on like shows to back it, give it full support, anything like that, and do all, all the legwork that a bill needs to survive. Specifically, Chuck Schumer went on like Morning Joe, went on all these talk shows saying like it's a bipartisan. We worked really hard for four months. We're going to get this through. Five minutes later, Mitch McConnell, we're not going to vote for that piece of shit. What are you talking about? They immediately tank it. So then the Democrats have to scramble to try to save this right-wing nonsense bill to the point where you have, like, quote-unquote progressive senators saying, like, no, 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 guys, we need this bill so much. It gets there, and it fails. All you did was just hand a win to the Republicans. First of all, you capitulate on the issue, and then you had to back a bill that you, they knew was going to fail. It's utterly you know, ridiculous. It's your Senate. Like, it's your Senate, yes. isn't there? It, it, yeah. Yes, it is. I think it's 5149 right now with the two, so why with the do, two independents. Why, why do they need a— They need to get to 60 to end debate because they— uh, uh, yeah. To get past cloture and everything like that. And, yeah, yeah. Republicans are like, no, why, why would I help you? That's ridiculous. Never hand them a win. It's so easy, and they can't 
do it. As Democrats in general, just utterly frustrate me. But whatever. You know, and now that bill is in be, limbo. What would be awesome? And uh, Jeff Jackson, my favorite politician in the United States, For about actually eleven more proposed... months, and he gets kicked out. Yeah, until he's yeah, done because his office doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> is he running is... like attorney general? He is. Yeah. Yep. I I love him. I think he's great. I do. I think he's very good too. He he. If he's running for a federal office, I might actually go out and vote because, like, I yeah. I, I anyways, vote for him. At least he's like transparent. Totally. Yes. Like um, I don't know a lot of his like policy stances, other than he's a Democrat. But at least he's transparent. With he's what he transparent, and, what he does. and he's not a douchebag. Like yeah. that's got to be. It counts for something. Oh, that's another swear. I gotta. Oh, Jeff Jackson, he proposed this bill. Single bill, or single issue bills. No more bloating or whatever. Because then yeah. it's, it's very clear on what is in there. And, you know, you don't have to, you don't get Republicans that are voting for Dem bills because they've bloated it with, you know, funding yeah, for the border wall or something. Shouldn't be, there shouldn't be funding for Ukraine in a U.S. infrastructure bill. Right. The IRA, baby. You know, Let's another, thing, another thing about that, too, and, like, in general, like, I, I'm typically for, like, single-issue spending bills, especially single-issue bills in general. I think that it does, like, obviously provide, like, force people to actually vote on everything like that, keep it simple, keep it public knowledge and everything like that, so you can't, like, sneak, like, FISA court orders into them like they did a couple weeks ago with the defense bill. Yes, you're they're watching you through your cameras. Don't, don't worry about that. It would keep them on the floor, which is my much is my whole thing is I think besides like a very very few select circumstances where committee is warranted, you have to, you should be on that floor from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. experiencing a true eight-hour job, being in that chair and just voting on. That's your whole job. No, if you want to discuss, you get like five minutes for lunch. Go out there, discuss a bill, call it a day. Otherwise, sit your ass down in your in your chair. Let's do some politics. Yeah, and yeah. Another thing, I uh, one more thing, I promise that I forgot to mention in terms of politics news but they tried to impeach mayorkas the secretary of homeland security aliando mayorkas this is this is like marjorie taylor green's like dream thing like she's one wanting to impeach this man for not securing the border for like since she got uncensured when they took back the majority in 2023 and they get through this and like that she's like he's been willfully lying to congress and not doing his duty he's breaking all of these laws and everything with that we need to impeach him they get him and her and johnson go to the floor and like we have the votes we're gonna do this shit. it advances to the floor they go to the floor and the numbers start counting up and three republicans say no Three, three Republicans say no. And they only have a two-seat majority right now because, obviously, Santos got ousted and then McCarthy retired. They get to the floor, and three Republicans say no, which they're that's fine, because they were anticipating one Democrat. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I think it was Green something. They were anticipating him literally being in surgery, like under the knife getting, like, heart surgery. My man said, time out on this heart surgery. I need to go vote on some shit. Gets back, votes no, and they go over the edge. So they failed the impeachment vote live in 4K. And then they were like, you know what? While we're on the floor, let's vote on this Israel bill. Needed two-thirds to pass. Didn't even get close. And they were like, we're adjourning. We're done with this. It was two humiliating failures, which was just so absolutely funny to say. And the coolest part about this, like the saddest part, coolest part, whatever you want to call it, the only thing stopping the United States from perpetually funding Israel's war crimes, like directly right now, besides like the bypassing Congress or whatever, is the Republican Party. The Democrats need to fund, like, want to fund Israel so bad that they're going to give anything away. And it's the Republicans saying, no, no, we need to go even more extreme. Like, we need, like, this 
baby murder bill at the border first. Like, yeah. they are the we ones to kill the brown, Israel listen, funding. We, we need to kill the brown people close to us first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why would we worry about their southern border? We, cannot, we can't even secure our southern border, brother. You see what Greg Abbott's doing? We need to do that over the whole border. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need to put up more concertina wire, baby. Yeah, and then just put up sentry guns the whole way. Mm -hmm. Call of Duty. This was it? Marjorie Taylor Greene wanted to airstrike Mexico. She, they have, they have all talked about like deploying special forces and like, yeah, bombing Mexico City. At I this don't point. understand like, all the hatred for Mexico. Like, because that's where brown people come from, Nick. That's where the southern border famously, is. Duh. Every immigrant who's ever crossed the border into America is Mexican. Latin yes. America isn't real. Neither is South America. They're all Mexican. When you get past Texas, it's Mexico, brother. There's nothing just beyond like, that. Just like if you're from Asia, you're either Chinese or Japanese. It's like the have you seen the King of the Hill episode where he's like, so are you Chinese or Japanese? He's like, I'm from Laos. And he's like, yeah. is that in China or Japan? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Art predicts reality. Yep. For real. Every time. I uh, I do have a small one. This is from three days ago. And a, uh, a judge in, I don't actually know what state this is. It's somewhere east, wherever Dartmouth is. I don't know what state it's in. But a judge ruled that the Dartmouth basketball players could, like, unionize. Oh, yeah, I did now, see something about that. Because NIL, they're getting paid now that they legally they could unionize. Moving forward with becoming the first unionized sports team. Which is college awesome. College sports team, at least. I mean, the the Players Association in a lot of leagues, but I don't think that's like a true union. It's pretty close, though. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, the coaches union, like, there's a coaches union, there's a refs union. Like, sports yeah. in general is actually fairly woke. Like, they have, like, a decent like, amount the of... The Players Association yeah. is, I don't think it's technically a union, but it's damn close. And it, it truly is. Like, you see the benefits of, like, obviously, right. like, now there are certain things, like, co college really needs to have, like, some protection in that kind of, like, because, like, yeah, football specifically, if you, get, players, if you get, like, hit, you're, you're done. Yeah, college players get exploited beyond belief. Uh, NIL helps, but it's still not as much okay. as... So there are dozens of conferences in this is college football but i think it's college sports in general i'm not super yeah. sure how the ncaa works but... vacation i'm standing right. around that the big 10 what do you think their gross revenue was in 2022 just a wild fucking guess out of One... all the colleges in the big 10 1.8 billion i'm gonna guess like 10 15 845 million oh, it doesn't even high. crack a billion it doesn't even but that's one my point is that's, that's one. one. There are yeah. four like, other conferences. Nowhere near the top one. What right. is the SEC? There, no, the that, is, that was crazy. the top one for oh, 2022, was it really? actually. Um, that's actually but there, surprising. But there are four other conferences. Major the, conferences. Here it is. The Power Five yeah, conferences combined for more than $3.3 billion in total revenue. That's crazy. In, in the 2022 fiscal year, which is nuts. And I'm yeah. sure if you add all the other ones, you know, not the Power Five, it would it would get up to you know, probably to four. four and a half or yeah. something like that. Uh, what is the NFL gross revenue? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just well, just for comparison, I just want to look it up. I have. So that's actually... how much the conference makes, though, not the NCAA. That's how much the conference makes. Yeah. So I mean, the NCAA is taking a cut too. Right. I mean, every everyone gets the colleges get a cut, and who yeah. knows how they're reporting all this. The NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Between, let's see, okay, so about fifteen or sixteen billion dollars a year. Yeah. So it's a it's it's a third. Yeah. The NCAA is a third as big, and the players get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They get yeah. endorsement. They get endorsement deals. According to ESPN, the NCAA uh, generated nearly one point three billion dollars in revenue in twenty twenty two twenty twenty three. Yeah. So stack that on top of the uh, that couldn't even buy the Cowboys. I wouldn't hate it so much if sports teams didn't have college sports teams didn't have lucrative not lucrative uh 
deceptive ways to get people to practice and play. It's like, oh, this is an optional practice. You know, captains only are hosting a practice, but if you don't show up, like, everyone's going to be pissed at you. Like, how are you supposed to work, you know, have money for a job? And I know, oh, you know, tuition's paid for. Why do you need a job? I don't know. For an apartment? Yeah. Rent? For Mm. food? food? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I heard a story, and this is probably over a decade old now, but yet these college football players were literally on food stamps because they could not afford to buy food or work a job to get money. Like, you consider they have to go to – like, there's the trope that, like, college athletes don't go to their classes, but – Trope is the truth. Let's be real. Well, maybe at, like, Wisconsin or, like, you know, like the hockey players here at North Dakota, but, like, you're fucking – playing football at i don't know montana state you're not going to the nfl even yeah even most players you know some of them have main character yeah. syndrome but a lot of them realize that that's just a means to pay for school like yeah, yeah. or they want to play football but they understand that they still need to receive an education because they're not going to be playing professional sports for the rest of their life those kids need to go to their classes now you under like the time commitment of a division one sport is unfathomable to the likes of us i mean that's oh, an yeah. insane it's... time commitment ridiculous yeah. there's some year. people that are like med students and do it yeah which is, i can't ugh, yeah, can't yeah. And so then like you take that so you're basically a, you're a full-time student plus incredibly rigorous athletics more than a like being a full-time student athlete in high school and how stressful that could be alone plus then you have to get a job can stay alive yeah and then and then what pisses me off is you know schools and programs go around the rules and say oh you don't like that's what i was talking about with the optional like you don't oh, have yeah. to be here but you really have to be here you have to be here mm. and it, it's ridiculous like i can't work more than 20 hours a week same like it's illegal for me to work more than 20 hours a week same. at my on on campus job which yep, is, fi- is i think that's a totally legit rule i think that's fine yeah, i think it's a great policy but like our college football team travels to California, <laughs> you you spend twenty hours just going there to play the game and coming back. Let alone the practices during the week before that, and you know whatever other you know workouts and commitments and whatever else you have studying. The part that always made me frustrated about it is like at least the Big Ten schools, for example, like they are making so much fucking money from that foot. Like Michigan is making so much fucking money from their football team like that's a hundred thousand person stadium it's selling out you know if you're selling you're selling that for 50 bucks a ticket that's so much money every fucking home game plus you know jersey sales commercials all that they're making unbelievable amounts of money off the backs of players who other than the scholarship until a few years ago were completely unpaid like yeah absolutely like it's literally just it's ridiculous like and not every guy on that team is on a full scholarship no a lot of them pay for it out of their pocket a lot of them are like or, uh, like pretty much everybody on that team is probably at least on a partial scholarship. At least the starters. And, like there's practice squad guys who are doing just as much work who are on no scholarship. And they're just like, but, you know, they're making no money. Yeah. My whole stance has always been in the sense of like, I'm for, obviously, if you're on like the team or anything like that, I think you should have your school paid for. You're generating an immense amount of revenue for your school, 100%. My whole thing is I don't think you should probably need a salary on top of that besides like, the essentials, like probably like a stipend for like food and a stuff like that. A stipend would be like I would, a thousand yeah. dollars a month a or something, or, or expenses yeah. paid for. Yeah, you know, the whatever re- the area is. The thing that always really upset me until obviously recently was that like the schools could sell your likeness and like yeah. you wouldn't get a dime of that. That's ridiculous. Like if yeah, they're using insane. your face, yeah. like for like NCAA or like a Mountain Dew commercial or something like that, you should be getting money for that. That's your face. That's the your NCAA, likeness. The one that really blows my tits off was the NCAA football games. 
Yeah, but those didn't like have the, actual the, the, likeness the video, in them. The video games. They didn't have any names in them. Yeah, there were no names, but, <laughs> but when it the was quarterback was rated a certain way. And when the, the quarterback's back, 97 like, rated and weirdly identical to Jaden McDaniels. Uh. <laughs> it's fucking wild how that works, isn't oh, it? Oh, look, uh, they have the quarterback be number five, too. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. So, now, that, that's where I've always drawn the line. I don't think yeah. you probably need a salary on top of that, especially like the top end guys. Like the, but NIL is absolutely yeah. like, it's like, how can you argue against it? Yeah, so again, this this all stems back to unionize. Get unionized. It's good for you. Yep. How, how much do you think an average ticket cost is to the Michigan Wolverines? Now, obviously, this is like top of Student the top. Student or like know, general admission? General admission. Uh, like 150 bucks. bucks? 70 $578. Wow. That's, no football game is worth that. I, no. I'm of I'm of the opinion I don't even think the Super Bowl is worth that. <laughs> uh the Detroit Lions NFC Championship game I would not have paid that much money to go see. Yeah. I just you know, I'm gonna double check, <laughs> but yeah, how much are Michigan Wolverines football tickets? You can find this is from SeatGeek, which is a pretty you know, in terms of seating, yep. I feel like that's reputable. Average cost of five hundred and seventy eight dollars. Jesus Christ. Now if you assume half of those are student tickets, which is generous. Yeah. Student tickets, I'm sure, are cheaper. I'm just going to assume they're and we get free. our season passes. If student tickets were for free bucks. and there were 50,000 student tickets, half the stadium, the they would... definitely aren't free. No, but... they're not. But let's just assume that for the sake of argument. Of their seven home games, doing some math here, they would still be making two over $200 million yeah. in gross revenue. You know, it's when I when I did my tour of their 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 biggest obviously their biggest claim to fame is uh, their stadium and everything like that and like how it, how massive the big house really is and everything like that. They always said it's the they, they claim it's the the biggest uh, stadium that you can actually see in the world because the only one that beats it out is Pyongyang. <laughs> yeah. So actually, Michigan's a little bit based. Their student tickets are only twenty five dollars, which is cheap for a Big Ten school. Which is cheap. I assumed not only that they were free in my calculations, yeah. but I also assumed. That literally fifty thousand of the tickets were students, yeah. which is yeah, not which is, reasonable. No, not even close. <laughs> no, you're talking an insane amount of top revenue. So yeah, yeah and like, you, where, where is that going? Where it goes does, to the coaches? Uh, okay, it goes so there's the stadium owners. expenses. Well, like Let's a say amount of it's going to stadium expenses and scholarships and equipment and travel. But a How lot many of players stuff comes out of the endowment. It doesn't even come from the generated profits. Yeah. So like, I mean, they got to pay. The coach has to be the highest paid government official in the state. <laughs> Usually, yeah. I almost, I think it's just about every state. The highest paid state employee is either a football or a basketball coach. That doesn't that doesn't surprise me at all, actually. You know, it's something uh, transgenderly. Uh, I mispronounced that, but transgenderly related to like sports and football in general. Obviously, this Sunday is the Super Bowl. And one of the biggest questions, like, oh, is Taylor Swift going to like make it back? And uh, this is like in the sense of like I'm going to make a little Taylor <laughs> Swift departure here. Somehow I ended up on like the most like <laughs> virulent is a really bad word, but like it's like a really really anti Swifty TikTok by the last couple of days because like did you guys see the lawsuit she's planning on filing? Yeah, I guess that guy, the same guy that Elon Musk wanted to sue. Uh, so for anyone that doesn't know about this story, is there is this Twitter account? I think his name is like Jackson or Joe or something like that. He's a college junior, and his whole thing is like he has a couple of automated Twitter accounts that report on celebrities that use private jets frequently and like obviously emit a ton of uh, carbon emissions into the atmosphere and like he'll like post like the publicly available flight logs and like say like where they went to how long was the flight how much like gas they use and how much co2 was emitted he had one for elon musk i think uh mark cuban a couple years ago and he has one for taylor swift 
Now, Taylor Swift, according to, I believe, the EPA, is now the single worst carbon polluter, like, two years in a row now. Because, like, as this guy has shown us, she uses her private jet a lot. Like, to the point of... 28 miles. Yes, to the point of where she literally did have a 13-minute flight. It would have been a 28-minute drive. And she was like, no, I need to get in my private jet. And it made it a literal ton of carbon. Probably spent more time waiting to take off and land than it would have taken to fucking drive it. Oh, 100%. And, like, the whole thing is, so this this guy has been, like, uh, posting these things, like Griffin alluded to, is that he used to do this for Elon Musk, and then Elon's team, like, reached out to him and said, like, I'll pay you $5,000 to stop doing this. And he was like, nah, bro, you got to do at least 50, and he's never got anything back from that. Which, I respect the hustle. I'm... If someone reached out to me like that, I'm saying, like, all right, first of all, give me a hundred grand and don't give it to me. Donate it to, like, the, the planet. Like, donate it to some, like, carbon free shit or something like that. But Elon Musk now is cut, like, a year ago and he's moved on to the Taylor situation to where the point of she is threatening a lawsuit despite the fact that she is not citing any, any cases, any laws, anything like that. It's mostly just, like, a general harassment and potential stalking case. Yeah. Can we, it's like, can... how are you so soft about that? Like, Especially because he has acknowledged the potential of, like, stalking and, like, that kind of, like, harassment stuff to the point of where he has changed his stuff. He posts her flight information 24 hours after she does it. So there's no argument to make. It is completely public information. Like, what are you doing? Stop flying around for a 28-minute flight. Stop polluting the planet. You are an eco-terrorist. Can we recognize for just a second, going back to the football, I said I, that... I just did the research, by the I way. I also just finished. did. Uh, <laughs> 10, only 10 of the highest-paid state uh, employees are not head football coaches. What? Literally most 80% of states. Yeah, Let's so go. 80% of them. Most of them are medical examiners. Some of them are, like, university heads. Here's Here's another fun fact. That the very conservative estimate of two hundred million dollars uh, in ticket revenue for Michigan, reportedly from the actual university, they spent fifty million dollars on the football program as a whole. So, so where just... did the other hundred and fifty million go? It went to the owners. It went to the television rights. It went to all of the top bosses because that is where oh, no, natural accumulation goes. Television rights. Well, in all of this. <laughs> All of the that uh, that takes into account, like you know, the administration and the coaching and the and the in the, the, the you know the stadium and whatnot. What about all the money that ESPN makes from their games, or like, or yeah. CBS or Fox? Like, how is it legal? I, it blows my tits off because we love. As a neoliberal economy and neoliberalism to the utter grave at this point, thank you, Bill Clinton, we have decided that that is natural, that is fun, and it is a good thing. To quote, I think it was, uh, remember a couple months ago when that uh, when that econ guy, like the stock trading guy, like was asked straight up, he's like, the richest five people on the planet own more wealth than the bottom two-thirds of humanity. What do you think of that? And he straight up had the balls to say, it's awesome. It gives Isn't that Kevin O'Leary? Yeah, yeah, it gives some. Yeah, it gives you want to hear something funny about over. Kevin O'Leary? He came to UND like three weeks ago. I was like ten feet away from the man. Let's I could have reached out and touched him. You didn't eat him. You didn't eat him for I, that very thing. I wanted to eat him. He was literally like he came and did like a talk. I didn't go because I God I would have shot somebody <laughs> in Minecraft, of course. Um, right. But he like where I was sitting in the student section is right in front of the president's box, and he was in it at the game. And at one point, he crawled out of the box. It was like in the he was actually seemed kind of cool like he was like taking pictures with people in the crowd mm. like he crawled out of the box but like also i, I was so close. i could have hit him i could have done it <laughs> could have done the old uh, I George, beat the, uh gw shoe i could have got that old man i could i guys should have thrown a shoe oh my <laughs> god I, of course i would never do that outside of minecraft 
that will never not be one of my favorite throws of all time. As just like a, a side, the, the anniversary, the, fif- the 15 year anniversary of the George W. Bush shoe thing happened when we were on our break. <laughs> I can't and believe it is he such missed a, both. The fact that he missed both will always, always be one of the saddest pieces of yeah. history. And the, the coolest part about him about that story is just a quick like aside is two things one what did he say immediately after getting arrested or immediately released out of prison where he was reportedly tortured by the iraqi shoes. yes the, my only regret is i only had two shoes and then they built a statue of a shoe dedicated to him in iraq which is pretty cool but so anyway. good it's so awesome mm-hmm. he's so cool god damn george w like how did you how did you dodge both of them it would be the memes of like society if it's society if he hit him with the shoe and it's the utopia. Yeah, exactly. Remember a couple of years back when like before Elon went like full Nazi, like when people would be like, if Elon was president or whatever like that, it'd be like the my, utopia thing. One of my friends like, made it like that. He's like, oh, it's too bad Elon Musk can't run for president. And I was like, oh, and then just like <laughs> shat on Elon Musk for like ten years. He's like, damn, I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he's not a. Idiot. By any mean, and he's he's going. He's getting even worse. Like genuinely, yeah. like I like. I've just been I, I still feed. think we disagree on this a little bit. I think he's a dumbass. I think he's oh, yeah. stupid and a fraud. I, I I agree. The more that I look into him, the more that I realize yeah. that he didn't do a goddamn thing. Yeah. But like he, he was genuinely going full Nazi. Yeah, he started yeah. with an apartheid like diamond mine or an emerald yeah, an mine. Emerald so, mine. Like, he is genuinely going full Nazi to the point of like where Disney like rep- like is like hired like this like black actress to be in the new Pirates of the Caribbean. He's like Disney is terrible and like every like he's been like talking about like the Great Replacement theory. He's been going on and on about Let's how like go. immigrants immigrants are like poisoning the blood. He literally has his pin tweet. This is Elon Musk, who has a following of 170 million people. His pin tweet at the very top of his account is talking about how. Immigrants are terrible. Secretary Mayorkas is doing it on purpose to promote, like, Jewish immigration. Like, it is utterly disgusting. And this is a man who, again, has 170 million followers. It's it's so gross. I, I was going to mention it, too, and uh, we're recording this on February 8th, the same day. Now, some would say this show is obviously bigger than Tucker Carlson, but I don't know. You, you can have your, you can have so your disagreements. You're talking about Elon's pinned post, so I pulled it up. This yep. is... Uh, Currently, Elon Musk, this is only from February 3rd, so this might not be the one you were talking about, but uh, it's in the bet you didn't know category, Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas issued written guidance making it clear that, one, illegal presence alone is not grounds for deportation, two, criminal charges, convictions, or gang membership alone are not enough for deportation, you basically have to be a convicted axe murderer to be deported, that's because every deportation is a lost vote. Yeah, exactly, that is his pinned tweet, that is just straight up Nazi great replacement so how do we not have any safeguards for when these insanely powerful, insanely rich people go crazy? Like, obviously, Jeff Bezos handled his divorce. Yeah, he, Jeff Bezos handled his divorce a lot better than most people, I would probably say. Bill Gates handled his decently fine. Like, he's hanging out with Epstein. He's having a great time. Whatever. Yeah, he's fucking so kids. gross. Elon just went full Nazi, which I actually haven't really thought about that. It's like his fourth that, divorce. It's like his fifth or sixth. Like yeah. he has like he has like eight kids with like six or seven different women. It's utterly Ash, twelve e four. <laughs> Apparently, uh, someone told me recently they actually had to change that because like legally he couldn't put that on a birth home birth Let's certificate. Go. <laughs> I'll, I'll mention one last thing in the, in terms of pop culture. I'll get back to you, Nick, and back to my uh, Swifty rant. On top of her being like just a straight up eco terrorist, she's also like her her. I will say like obviously her fan base will never like fully disappear but like i have had some friends that are definitely like diehard swifties that have like even been saying like she's crossed the line 
because last week was at the Grammys, and obviously the Grammys is like the night of the year for music. Like it's like if you're a music nerd, like that's your whole thing. Like your whole year, that's your Super Bowl. That is your Super Bowl. She not only like snubbed Celine Dion by not even looking at her. This is Celine Dion, like one of the most famous like female singers of all time. Like she didn't even look at her, didn't acknowledge her at all. She also did like one other thing on stage, and then she took the opportunity to use the Grammy Award thing. She's gotten Album of the Year four times in a row. Like even though like whatever like women of color have gotten like one like total she's gotten four of them now she took the time to stand on the stage and say i'm announcing another i'm like making another album in two months you don't need to platform yourself you're taylor swift everyone knows who you are if you're like a regular artist like even then like i'll still be like really you had to do it like at the grammys but like i get it no one knows who you are you're up there trying to promote yourself not taylor swift what are you doing the world is not around you. It's not about you. And how much carbon is she going to pollute trying to get from Japan to Kansas City or to uh, Vegas on Sunday? God only knows. Like, I, I do think the whole, like, Taylor Swift, the football games, I have conflicting feelings about because, like, if they throw show Taylor Swift on the camera, I, I mean, I, I, people get so pressed about it, and it's really not that big of a deal. Like, she's, like, they did, like, I saw a study. It's, like, the longest, like, her average, like, time on screen at a game is, like, 22 seconds. Which is a yeah. d- chunk of time, but it's not like, oh my god, this is ruining my football watching experience. And it's like, partly is like, I think a lot of people just get mad because it's a woman who th- is at a football game. And like, there's no way she likes football. She just wants the attention. <laughs> I get upset about it for different reasons. I'm upset about it Misogyny because... alert. Misogyny alert. No, because of the people. And you can you can say I'm I'm gatekeeping football, but if you're going to watch football for three hours to maybe get a glimpse on TV of some chick, you're a fucking weirdo. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I think you're weird, and I think you're a psycho, and I think you need help. But I mean, yeah. if you like, yeah. but if you like are like, oh, I'm gonna watch football because Taylor Swift, and then you turn out that you really like football, like, I think that's a good thing. It brings people to the game. But which but I, I just think it's of, I don't think yeah. it's that big of a deal like i like if i think if you're mad i think i feel the same way about the people who like are watching football just to maybe catch a glimpse of taylor swift as the people who are pissed about taylor swift being at the games like, get a fucking life yeah well, it's, up, it's, upsetting. it's upsetting because it's been your thing for so long right? yeah like if like if you like like i love lord of the rings if i introduced somebody to it they're like, oh, I love this because, you know, the orcs are really sexy. I'd be like, is that all that you got out of this? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I would be disappointed and just confused. Like, I think I'd be more upset if I was, like, a Chiefs fan, if anything. Like, if I was a Chiefs fan, and then all of a sudden, like, every fucking Swifty's a Chiefs fan, they're like, oh, my God, I love the Chiefs. Taylor Swift. I'm like, ah, oh, jeez. Like, I'm like, fuck off. Like, go away. <laughs> like, that's different. I can understand that. But, like, as it's, like, a football fan in general... It doesn't really bother me. Maybe that's because the Lions didn't play the Chiefs this year, so I didn't have to like deal with it in a game I cared about. But yeah, apparently, uh, breaking news: apparently, Brandon is yelling at reporters right now that he's not Let's actually go. old guys. Let's go! <laughs> he's Let's mentally go. competent. Famously, Brandon, so young. Uh, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll leave this at one point in the sense of I don't, I don't understand the whole concept of stan culture. I've never yeah, understood strange. it. Being being obsessed with any single person, any any even any like like group of people like band whatever i don't understand it they're just a human being who gives like who cares yeah. you like, know what was... cameron like i think about like we're big aaron paul and brian cranston fans but like i maybe repost one of their things on instagram i don't know what he fucking did today and i don't care yeah, i don't care <laughs> live your life man have a great time if i ever see you, i'd be like oh that's brian cranston that's cool 
Yeah, you I, mean, I want to take a picture. That's sick, but wild phenomenon is the people that would follow bands around and see their concert at every place that they yeah. get their concert. Yeah, people that, that for Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's, someone watch every Eras tour. It's yeah. weird. It's like it's weird. why would you go see? The same thing. You know, it's one thing to watch a movie, like back to back to back to back to back if you own yeah, the movie. I, mean, I watched Oppenheimer four times in theaters. <laughs> but if I went to the movie theater in Los Angeles opening night, and then I went to Vegas, and then I went to see it in Seattle, and then Denver, like, I'd be really, like, somebody would probably ask me if I'm okay. <laughs> it's yeah. like bordering on, like, obsessive, like, stalker behavior. A hundred percent. It's It's, we've created, like, it's not even, like... In the sense of like, there's social media to blame for. It, in the sense of like parasocial relationships, but like, it's gotten to the point of like people back like you want to say back in the day, like where it was just kind of like TV figures and everything like that. Like people would like, oh, they're a celebrity. If like you see them, like we'll kind of surround them with like press and ask them a couple questions or take a couple pictures. There are people like genuinely like that. Oh my God, she took off her gloves when she got her award. Yeah. What does this, what does mean, this mean for her? What does this mean for her album going forward? Get a life. Go touch some grass. Touch some grass, yeah. man. Please, you need, you need a yeah. life. Talk to another human being <laughs> about that anything is, other than Taylor Swift. That is a great comparison. I'm big into video games. I don't know if anyone listening is, but that's like the perfect comparison. It's the people that you tell to touch grass when playing video games. It's the same type of people. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. What did you want to stand on, Nick? Uh, I well, I wasn't sure if we were going to run out of content, but I can I can save some of these. Uh, I was looking at stupid news again. Remember, I did that like uh, uh, several classic. months ago. I'll 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 give my favorite headlines. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, man, Canadian man accused of peddling business cards with free samples of cocaine stapled to the back. That's honestly a good marketing strategy. <laughs> he should go to Seattle. Republican senator says he'd totally do a coup given the chance. Which Republican senator? Who, who wouldn't amongst us? Like, let's be real. Yeah. If you had the chance to do a coup, you'd do a coup. Hey, you gotta do a coup. You gotta do a coup. Tesla owners need to be reminded that they cannot wear their new Apple virtual reality headsets while driving. I saw that the guy, the guy like going like this or whatever, like that. It's like I have achieved per- perfection. And it's, he's got a beard, one hand on like gambling, pulled up on the screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all coming together. Uh, and then the last one, speaking of beer, is uh, Bud Light is partnering with a comedian who was fired from SNL for anti-gay slurs. Uh, I saw I'll that Shane Gillis. A high five. Yeah, they're Shane doubling Gillis. back. Let's go. I mean, the whole, the whole Bud Light drama was insane. The whole Bud Light drama was insane. Uh, it's it so went nowhere. It, you think you're gonna? Have, you're thinking you're gonna affect Anheuser Busch? No. Look, yeah. And, the best well, people and, was the ones who like were protesting Bud Light and then going out and buying like Bush Light. I'm like that's. So yeah. <laughs> as, so as a business move, I think this is really good for them. Like he is hilarious, and the people that got upset about the gay thing are gonna love this because he's awesome and he's That's really true. funny well, I, to I, those people. What I understand people. is like he, I think pretty sure he like apologized for like what he said. And he's like, I didn't mean it that way. Blah blah blah. Well, it's a comedian. You're gonna he's also I mean, he's a funny yeah. dude. So yeah, like, Gillis is pretty funny. You well, could get I, away with it if you're funny while you do it. Yes, I, exactly. That's the problem with uh, it'll come Tim to Crowder. me. Charlie no, Kirk. There's Matt that Walsh. those guys too. <laughs> Caitlin Barrett. Well, no, I'm thinking about like all... the actual the actual comedian. Dave my, Chappelle. My... That Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Yes. My point is comedians say off the change all the time, but people need to remember that most of the time they don't actually think what they're saying. Yeah. Lesson, <laughs> like... Comedy is still comedy. Be a way to walk away from it this week. Yeah. Right. Unless you're Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this has been episode 39 of Two Lefties Get It Right. I've been Cameron. I've been Griffin. I've been Nick. And we will see you next week.